for one, that we're in a space where resources are scarce due to whatever ecological disaster, something we are, you know, storming headlong towards even now. Number two, that as a result of, I mean, in the midst of that resource, whatever stuff, there are still people that are privileged enough or safe enough to be living on an island, an orbital platform or a undersea whatever or some special place where they're safe. And that we will send a bunch of young people out there that will be aware of these things and use some special power, or some special awareness or grit or whatever to conquer the fact that that separation exists and then liberate the whoever from the whatever and then the film ends. I, I dislike that narrative because, number one, it assumes almost all of them assume it's a foregone conclusion that we're going to reach that state. Number two, only young folks will save us. And number three, that they don't actually talk about the governance that takes place after that exists. The struggle is important and interesting and fine, but then how do you all sit down at a table and decide what your future society is going to look like and what will that society look like? Because our, our imaginations are limited in being able to, to, to encompass what that reality looks like. All we can think about is capitalism or the inevitable thing that will result when capitalism, capitalism reaches its fully formed, you know, the super rich and the super poor, which we're, again, streaming headlong towards right now. The limited scope of recognition of that reality and the idea that it's still inevitable, but we still have no idea how to divert it or fix it or what's happened afterwards. We're just going to talk about the conflict and hence make the conflict more inevitable and the focus is why I hate that kind of sci-fi. Yeah, the the most recent season of The Walking Dead kind of it's, wants to tackle that. Like, how do we actually rebuild society? What does that government look like? Is there a government? Um, but then it gets distracted by zombies <laughs> at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Where... where at least what annoys me about The Walking Dead, it's become this repetition of people that um, want to be empathetic, want to be good, want to give people the benefit of the doubt. It seems over and over and over again, the uh, the message of that show is to not trust anybody. Yeah, the because, people that yeah. have a heart will mm-hmm. be murdered in the most awful way that... Yeah. That, you know, that might equals right, and that makes me sad. Yeah, you can't trust any other humans. Humans are fundamentally yeah. flawed in some way. Um, it's, it's basically um, a repetition of uh, the, a biblical fall from grace slash, you know, I want to say Mark of Cain, but just some other kind of, this is the way, this is our original sin, that we can't get along with each other or follow the rules. And it's continually beating us over the head with that concept. And yes, I accept there's a certain degree of selfishness that is innate to humans, but there's also a certain degree of altruism that's yeah, innate to humans. Yeah, I, I agree. And, like, and so I, I, so much of that, the kind of fundamental flaw that we all have is enculturated. And our culture right now, especially American culture, rewards sociopathy and psychopathy to the point where, I mean, that's who the corporate raiders are. That's what the Wolf of Wall Street's about. That's what um, American Psycho is about. That's what, I mean, that's literally what you have to be and to do to become, well, president. So if we're going to continue to reward that paradigm, why are we going to be continually surprised when in all of our sci-fi and fantasy that like these are the kind, kind of humans that exist and these are the kind of humans that are dragging us down? I'm not saying that you know we, we all can be perfect, but we can at least try to idealize those that honestly and genuinely try to be as opposed to showing, as you mentioned, that like every, no, no good deed goes unpunished or no act of empathy goes unpunished. You guys ready? Sure. Oh, yeah.
Hello there. Yar. It's secretly timid. Uh, it's Megs. I'm here with Otieno. Hello. And John. Hola. Do we have a featured song of the week? Oh shit, we do, but I don't have it ready. <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's it's a uh, it's a band from Japan. Oh, uh, when you guys were little uh, and you were in elementary school, and somebody did something wrong, or you thought they were going to get in trouble for it, do you remember going? Mm, You're in trouble. I'm going to tell, or a kid would raise their hand. And you would look at them, and you'd point at yourself, like, me? Are you telling on me? And they'd shake their head, no, no. And then they'd point to the person they're telling on. I remember the first one. We never did the pointing thing, but it was definitely a lot of the rising intonation. I'm ready now. Okay, John, do we have a featured song of the week? The featured song is Love and Jet by Guitar Wolf. Fuck yeah, Guitar Wolf. Oh, I'm so excited that you like them. Well, I mean, number one, Wild Zero is one of the greatest drink-along movies ever designed. And uh, number two, um, there's the epic story of how Bass Wolf, their bassist, apparently was supposed to go back to Japan after a, t- after a U.S. tour and had a heart attack after allegedly overdosing on Egg McMuffins and cocaine. Oh. so That is not true because that's never happened I to know, me. but it's still a great urban legend. Okay, let me have this. All right. But no, um, if you've not seen Wild Zero, Wild Zero is a, I mean, it, they're basically a psycho belly band. Yeah. And um, the uh, movie is about... Um, it, it's a zombie love aliens love story type thing starring Guitar Wolf, and the drinking game that goes with the film is uh, and the, actually the DVD has a little drinking mode you can click on, and whenever you're supposed to drink, a little beer <laughs> icon appears on the bottom of the screen. What is this film? Wild Zero. Oh, and, um, stop drinking too soon. And then basically, you're supposed to drink whenever someone combs their hair, fire shoots out of anything. Uh, someone's head explodes, or someone says, Rock and roll! All of which are things they do a maddening amount in this film. Well, they are on tour in the United States with Nashville Pussy. Oh, yeah, they're pretty famous. So, um, so I guess they found a, found a replacement for Bass Wolf. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, there's no Texas oh, he stops. Died. Did he die? I, I know the guy legit died, as, although the, the circumstances by which he died are the, are, are the urban legend. Are there any uh, North Carolina stops? Because that's where he'll be next week. Uh, let me see. In North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, yes. May 10th, they will be in Charlotte. And May 11th, they will be in Raleigh. Regretfully, that is not when I will be there. But still. I'm beginning to question your commitment to Sparkle Motion. You know, I was actually just thinking about that quote just a little while ago. I don't recall the circumstances of, but yeah, good times. <sighs> that reminds me, remember we had a text message back and forth? It was over the last episode of Porpoise Crispy, and there is a genre of music that I've never heard before, but I don't like. What was it? Uh... I guess I could just go back through our text message. Ryan mentioned it. It was something that I'd never heard of before. But like a bunch of emo bands fall into this category of music. Uh, I don't know. Can you name a band? Oh, here it is. Shoegaze music. Oh. Never heard of that before. Really? Yeah. It's, it's totally a thing. 
arguably some blonde hit is kind of shoegazy New York noise combination. I had, no, I've never, I, I, I somehow managed to get through 38 years of life without hearing about this genre of music. I think it started in the 80s. The you, you've totally heard it before. You, start, you didn't identify it as such. The Cure is often yeah, never. considered, there except they're not. No, no. It doesn't make any sense. I don't really understand that. I think they were an influence really for upbeat. shoegaze. Not shoegaze per se, but the site is an influence of. Uh, huh. I like a lot of shoegaze, though. I yeah, said, yeah. I don't like shoegaze. And he said, you don't have to. <laughs> I, was like, I well, said that? Yeah, and I was like, well, that, I guess that's the end of that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Good news. You're not obligated. All right. Uh... Susie isn't shoegaze, is she? She's again, more like new wave. Again, I would say she cited as an influence of not one herself. I had no idea that she was so amazing. There's kind what? of like a, like I had no idea. Like I didn't Dude. know her biography. Susie like I had Sue no idea. Legit, like one of the greats. She, yeah, knew so, and she was so influential and yeah. knew so many people. In the, mm-hmm. I had no. What's idea. the other guy's name? Budgie. Budgie. Budgie from, from the is it the creatures or yeah. yeah 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 she did a I've got a. A seven inch with some compilation, like they recorded together. Yeah, dude, like PJ Harvey wouldn't exist without Susie Sue. Mm -hmm. I mean, all those like old schools, like, um, uh, well, I wouldn't say Edie Brickell, but um, what's the other one's name? Running Up That Hill. Oh, Kate Linda Bush. Perry. Kate Bush. Oh. Yeah, definitely in, in the same tier of uh, Susie Sue as far yeah, as influence. I got some. I got some hate on Facebook by saying I don't like Kate Bush. The gays did not like that. I mean, at again, all. she is kind of fundamental. <laughs> she's very influential. I'm like, I've tried, yeah. I've tried, I've tried. It just don't she she, like she played her. one show like two years ago in England, and people came for like her first show in like almost a decade, and literally the entire world descended on that. Stage. I do like running running up that hill. That's yeah, got Donald Sutherland in the video, song. looking all cool. And That's stuff. a very good song, but the rest of her. Uvra, is that how you say it? Yes, I'm just not a fan. Of. Then there's like a cover of, of "Run Up That Hill" by the, my favorite Italian metal band. These guys, November, they're uh, they're atmospheric metal, so mm. it's suitable. But anyway, yeah, Suzanne yeah. Vega. What about Suzanne Vega? Mm. She did a cover of that too. No, I'm just saying. Like, I, I do enjoy she's Suzanne. Very yeah. influential. Really, blood makes noise. I don't. I don't care for a season or that um uh, i live up there you go that yeah, one that, i live on mm. the second floor she's a i don't i like suzanne vega i mean i don't dislike her but i wouldn't i wouldn't uh put her in a g-box speaking of influential there's there's a running uh, conversation on some corners of twitter about how like snaid o'connor was right y'all motherfuckers should have listened like you know 20 years ago yeah about all of the things about the catholic, the Church? catholic yeah oh okay that basically, you know, a, a large reason behind why she was so thoroughly squashed for, and her career was utterly destroyed for that protest was, you know, hey, let's silence this noisy woman over here. Mm-hmm. Which fact. isn't hard to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, women are, are pretty low-hanging fruit in that context. I wonder, if, I, I wonder if Madonna feels any shame for attacking Sinead. Um. Madonna? No. I doubt she feels <laughs> shame really. I don't I don't really like her new song either. I listened to it and I was just like, I think I Shame is actually the part of Madonna's soul that she traded away for fame with it when she made her deal with the devil. I heard a horrible rumor about Madonna that I don't appre- uh, 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 believe to be true when I was in a music class at uh, the university. And now is that Colin College about how she has supposedly snuck into some record executive's hospital bedroom? Sucked his dick and gave her his cassette, or her, her, him her cassette. She wow. seems like uh, somebody who would fit in that category you were talking about earlier about the 
psychopathy like uh the people that make it to the top or yeah are typically the ones that are a little extra psychologically yeah i wouldn't be surprised there's also all kinds of stuff about her like adopting all these black kids and then going up on instagram and the socials and you know casually referring to them by the n-word and like <gasps> that's not what you're supposed to do when really? you adopt little black ones yeah she's she's got some stuff that madonna lady wow look at my little yeah no don't don't Anyway, so yeah, John, how was your week? Um, it was up and down. I am the employee of the quarter. Ooh, <laughs> congratulations! <laughs> I knew you could do it. I I did not even know I was even in the running for it. Like I knew, like one of my coworkers nominated nominated me for it because I saw the email. But I was like, I nominated another one of my coworkers, like in my little department, like the three of us or four of us. Um, so that was cool. What do you what, what do you think their reasoning is for uh, dividing it up in quarters instead of like employee of the month or employee of the year? Probably, probably has to do with money because we get money. So if it was employee of the month, it probably cost too much. Mm. Mm, yeah, I mean they could just reduce the amount of money they give you. Yeah, but how much do you get? Point. Um, I got $250. That's good. And one of my coworkers immediately pointed out that before they used to give $500 out. That's nice. <laughs> I was like, well, thank, thank you, you for letting me know that. Now you're not going to vote for her next time. <laughs> That's cool. Um, the bad thing that happened this week. So uh, what day was it when we got all that rain? Was it Monday night? The alleged Tuesday rain night? or the actual rain? The real rain. Oh, no, we got some last night. I don't know. No, uh, it wasn't last. I think it was Monday night. Let's just pretend it was Monday night. It might have been Tuesday. Some, I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday night. So um, I go to bed. Everything's normal and fine. Uh, then it, I, there's a knock on my door at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what the fuck's that? Did, you know, I was, I was woken up. And you know when you're kind of like mid-dream, you're like, was there a knock on my door? And I kind of got that scared feeling like, is it hammer time? Do I need to get up my hammer? Is there a, a stranger in my oh, apartment? hammer time. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Mallet time. Yeah, remember I've got a hammer underneath my. How long is the handle on the hammer? I feel like it's just a normal hammer. Maybe you should get an extended. It's not cartoonishly oversized. No. Um, and then I could I could hear this weird sound coming from the hallway. So I was like, maybe I should investigate. So I put on my clothes and walked out of my bedroom, and that's when I noticed that my entryway was just covered in water. And I was like, oh, inside the apartment. Inside the apartment. So I opened the door and they had an emergency crew out there sucking the water out from the hallway. So basically what happened, um, I live on the second floor and there's a little courtyard. His name is Luca. <laughs> you beat me to it. He lives upstairs from you. Maybe you've seen him and, before. And uh, the courtyard got flooded. And so thus the hallways all got flooded. And thus my apartment got flooded. And so three o'clock in the morning, a very handsome man mind you Sucking sucked all the, the water sucked the water out from my hallway and put in a fan i went back to sleep the next day they checked the walls for water and a lot of my walls have water so i had like six fans going all in my apartment they had to rip up all the baseboards my apartment is just a fucking disaster area and now there's God still one it. fan in the bathroom and so that sucked that's been my life and of course it Literally. freaked out my cats um, so where it was just it's a whole ordeal, but there's just one fan. No, John yeah. only has one fan in the, in the world. I'm so sorry, John. It's yeah, and they're true. like, no, keep these on 24 hours a day, and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, but no. On your electricity bill? Uh, we're gonna discuss that with yeah. The, uh, 
landlords. And I'm sure I can just compare my last month's electric bill with this one upcoming. Are there outlets in the hallway you could get a bunch of extension cords and just Yeah, they were. Together? I mean, they had to they had to I mean, yeah, but 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 the the maintenance the the the, the restoration company they hired they hire nothing but very attractive men, so that was a plus. Very that nice, plus. attractive men. Like, I wonder if they roll that into your rent or. I don't know. One of them looked like uh, the guy in American Gods who plays the uh, the leprechaun, whose brother's famous too. I don't know his name, but mm-hmm. those of you who watch that show know who I'm talking about. He was also in uh, is Orange a, Is the New Black. Is that a Neil Gaiman thing? Yes. Okay. Uh, he was in Orange as the New Black. As Porn Stash. Uh, I think I, I his think brother, I his brother, they have like an Irish or Scottish sounding last name. His brother was in a bunch of stuff. He was in the Scream movies and he was in, um, I'm drawing a blank. He was in the X, one of the X-Men movies that played Sabretooth. No. Yeah. Going down the wrong avenue, I think. That's it. I'm done. That's it? I'm That's done your talking. week? That was my week. How was poker? Uh, it was bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I had fun, okay. but I didn't win any money, so. Well, so that part was bad. Experiences, not things. I don't, I don't think that actually applies to what you just said. Mm. Well, Gino, please tell us about your week. Uh, I always feel silly about talking about week because unless something truly epically ridiculous happened, like, you know, chilling at the clinic or something like that, uh, my week's pretty boring. My job is a cube farm and uh, my recreational life consists of uh, cooking fun things and uh, charcuterie boards. And oh, yesterday was massage and sit around the house and watch movies day, which is nice. So you live such a decadent lifestyle. Um, I wouldn't say decadent. I mean, it's mostly like going to the gym, playing video games, hanging out with the Medusa, mm-hmm. chilling. <laughs> but yes, once a month, uh, I have a friend who does who has a who does massage house calls. So how call. much is that? Um, I think she charges like seventy five for an hour. Yeah. I like that. I like that there's a strict amount because I don't like that pay what you can bullshit. I mean, that's nice who too if you're that? if you're broke, but. I pay her 75 an hour and she comes to my house to the table and like works all the sensitive bits for an hour and then goes on. We usually have light lunch or tea together afterwards and she goes on her way. How do you know this person? Oh, uh, we met via a mutual friend. Oh, right. And we actually so hang out So you knew outside. her before yeah. she was massaging you? Yes. Okay. I mean, but there are other people that, I mean, I can certainly give you a card if you'd like. I've offered it before. Uh, yeah, I'll take one of those. Yeah, she's super cool. I'm probably not going to use it, but I will. Mm-hmm. I will pretend like I'm going to think about it. My That's body rejects idea. massage by strangers. What does I, that mean? Like I can't, I can't loosen like, up for them to to do their job. Like I'm just too tense. So someone has to sleep with you first and then massage you. I think even then, and my back is really sensitive to touch. Like I get the ooh, don't touch me, you know, like the spasms, <laughs> like I get back spasms. For a whole hour, all John did was say, ooh, ooh, ooh don't ooh, touch ooh. me. <laughs> no, I, I definitely get really excited about massages. I get really excited about massaging people so i'm totally down i don't like the the talky ones the ones that like talk to you while they're doing it but you said you never had a massage before no i didn't 
Oh. I've never had one in my home oh, from so somebody I wasn't sleeping so with. So you've gone to a you've gone to someone else's home and had them massage you? Well, no, I mean I've been to places of business. Like where a they, spa where they slept yeah. with you and then gave you a massage. I went to the Ritz Carlton uh uh some months ago with uh baby Justin. He actually bought me a massage, it was really nice. Oh. Uh and you get like free wine and shit, so Word. Yeah. They had that at Windstar. You should come to Windstar with us, and we can just you can just have a spa day while I gamble. I don't actually like spas. I don't like to take my clothes off in front of people that I don't know. Yeah, I'm making a really hard time with try with lady trying to massage you over the sweatpants. If I recall correctly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really it's difficult, but the good ones can can get it done. Mm-hmm. So no no Korean spa then for you, where you get naked and they. Yeah. Sc- Give you what are that? What's that stuff? Are they wash you with? Yeah, they, it's basically like a full body exfoliation they scrub process. You down, yeah. it's I amazing. Wanna, oh my I god! I, yeah, I did that every six months. Silkwood, so. that's what it's called, right? I have no so idea what, what the actual stuff is called. All I know is I fucking love it. I don't like uh, my bare feet on wet floors outside my own home. Mm. That's also really gross. I enjoy being naked as many places as I'm legally and or practically comfortable doing. I like that for you. It's fun. We could have a naked podcast where only OTN is naked. That sounds like it'd be only <laughs> exciting for you and me, John. And Megan would be deeply uncomfortable the entire time. No, would it, it would be, uh, I don't know. It would be fine. As I long would as I I don't try not to, to look at your penis. My clothes off. I mean, you're welcome to look at I accident- I accidentally looked at a penis at the movie theater. <laughs> what do you in mean? The How do you actually look at... Oh, oh okay. I was going to say... I did not mean I was very to... Confused. I mean, I don't know why the Cinemark... Like, the, there's no... Parishion, there's no partition. Partition, that's what I was looking for. In between any of there the are parishioners, uh, <laughs> any of the 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 what do you call? They're there for cockwatch, I guess. I I but I looked over and I was just like it. I mean, it shocked me. <laughs> John, like, I have a hard time measuring. I was being like, don't, and I like immediately my gaze went right back to the wall, and I was like, I did not mean to just look at that guy's dick. But By the I way, did. speaking of cockwatch, one of my favorite things, or at least I think it's, it's very instructive and entertaining about the Korean spa is, or at any other spa in the states I've been to so far, when you're walking around in the "this is the place where you're supposed to be naked" typed area, and folks, with those little towels and dudes, I've ever seen this, John. Dudes always drape or hold the towels in front of their junk when they're walking around back there. You mm-hmm. see, you notice that? Like, whenever I go to I've Spock, never been. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I go to Spa Castle probably about once every two or three months. And whenever I go, there's all these dudes walking around in there in the dude naked areas with this. And they give you this little towel, you know, to wash, dry yourself, or whatever else. And they're always holding the towel, like, trying to be as casual as possible as they hold the towel in front of their junk. And just the combination of deeply ingrained homophobia and or insecurity about the size shape and or other other look of one's own genitals is just hilarious to me i do think it's funny like the penises that when they're uh flaccid are really really little yeah i think those are little kind of cute mushroom yeah the teeny teeny tiny ones that don't even like move the growers not shower types (laughs) yeah which can become in fact raging really huge Yeah. yeah can people like that wear doing your shorts no I mean, they could if they've got a, if, if if I mean if they have uh, they ample sized balls, then yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's or not a semi just for the, that matter. If someone's just kind of aroused, it's not just the penis that makes the doinging; it's also the balls. It's the the whole okay. sack of potatoes. Got it. Now that we've completed the uh, <laughs> penis discussion portion of the podcast, the requisite penis discussion this, portion of the this, podcast. This conversation is never free. It, it is ongoing. I understand. Um, right. Megan, how yeah. was your week? Presence uh, or absence of penises. 
It was uh, it was fine. I had a lot of dinner this week. A lot of dinner. A lot of dinner. As opposed to your usual five dinners during the week, you had six, seven, eight. Well, sometimes I just eat candy for dinner. Huh. Or applesauce. Oh, okay. So uh, you had a comparatively high number of complete meals this week. Do you have yeah. a sore throat? Do I? That's the only time I ever eat applesauce. Oh, no, I just think it's very delicious. Oh. Uh, the unsweetened kind, of course. The sweetened kind is garbage. Um, so I made a dinner for myself and the engineer. I think it was Monday. Uh, perhaps Tuesday. I don't remember. Uh, it was Monday. Um, I still think of Rupert Everett from Cemetery Man whenever you say the engineer. I don't. I've he was not naked seen in that, that movie. He was. You'd see his dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a delicious dinner. Later, he took it home and fed the leftovers to his little chickens. Broodlings. Yeah. I'm still entertained again by the idea of you making spicy food as well. But I, I feel like you don't understand all of the rules that I have about food. I don't. And I, it's not something I've critically analyzed. Okay. I, I've resisted doing so. There's, there's no point in doing that. So don't, don't worry about it. Uh, what else happened? I had uh, dinner with some co-workers. It started out, it was going to be three of us, and then I invited another one, and then another one asked if he could go. So it ended up being mm, five, six, five or six of us, which is good because this group of people doesn't typically get together because they're bad at coordinating and they have families and stuff like that. But my mission is to get all of us together regularly. And I'm doing a pretty good job so far. Congrats. Uh, yeah, and I really like these people a bunch. So uh, so it pisses me off when uh, another coworker comes in and tells me that she's thinking of leaving and going to a different department because of our boss. So that would make piss you off? three I mean, if of your us. boss is actually terrible, you know your boss is terrible. I know. It pisses me off that the boss is still there, which oh, I think okay. she I may not be for very long. What? I Could know. you imagine how crazy <laughs> it would drive your boss if one of those people that attended the dinner party just casually mentioned it in passing? Oh, it would be amazing. <laughs> That's a good idea. So we had a huge party and didn't invite you. We just wanted to let you know. It was right. a lot of fun. Thanks for not coming. Did I tell you guys that, that the boss is actually has been obsessed with like not being invited to things like uh like when i first the first few months i was there she was like so have you guys all gone out to dinner together and i was like no and she's like not once you guys haven't gone once and she mentioned a couple times to me that like she really wanted to be invited to stuff oh. and i find that particularly fascinating because not only is it wildly unprofessional right but also, like she's terrible. Yeah, yeah, but she's. I mean, yeah, basically, even if she was not terrible, it would be only appropriate in very certain circumstances. Some bosses can pull it off. Most don't, and generally, it's it's not recommended accordingly. Right. But so not only is it that, but also she's terrible. So nobody wants to be around her, including <laughs> yes. me now. Um. So I got some information from one of my colleagues who had heard it from. Uh, an administrator, I think, and they had said something like alluded to the fact that she wasn't going to, there was going to be some like rearranging and it sounded like she's, she's not long for this position. So I hope that's the case because she's, I'm getting increasingly 
upset with her. Hmm. Uh, what else happened? I went to dinner with the best friend. I went to dinner with the best friend's family last night. I went out to the landing with the engineer's best friend last night. Uh, we saw a few uh, alpha male scuffles. That's all. I, I enjoy those. Do they aggressively beat their chests against each other? Or do they joust with their penises? I mean, what is the traditional method these days? Uh, I don't know what the, the tradition is, but this particular, they were like three bartenders were throwing this one guy out like they do in cartoons where they kind of like grab you by the back of your pants and your <laughs> shirt and like, you know, hoist you out. Um, and he was like actively pushing back, like, was he Not was he go? intoxicated? Uh, I think he was, which is alarming because then he drove away. Yeah, they could they could be held liable. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, it depends. Yeah. It depends. If the bartenders had served him and then rejected him. And then rejected him, they could be liable. If they had mm-hmm. in fact not served him at all and chose to eject him, they're not liable. Um I don't know what he was for what he was being kicked out. Um but they throw him out and my friend and I are standing there, and the, the, he leaves, and then he he comes back to the front door, and he's like, I left, I can't remember what he said, I left my such and such in there, and he goes right back into the bar. Oh, boy. I could not wait for <laughs> what was going to happen next. They just threw him out again, and there was a lot of yelling, and then somebody else was yelling about in his, I don't know, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, that was fun. Alcohol, the cause and the solution to all of life's problems. So Thank you, Homer Simpson. Many problems and solutions. Uh, oh, also, I wanted to read this to you guys. So uh, one of my uh, colleagues, I guess, is on the committee for this newsletter or whatever that's distributed among amongst the employees. And uh, she asked me if I wanted to be interviewed for the... Uh, employee spotlight or whatever. So there's this cool employee thing you might be eligible for, huh? Right, there's a cool employee thing. Uh, it's a newsletter about employees. Uh, anyway, so so there are... Uh, she just gave me a list of questions and I was supposed to answer them and send them back. So uh, tell them my name, my position. Uh, and they said, what are three tasks you perform during a typical work day? So... Getting out of bed, tying my shoes. Just kidding. They're Velcro. Trademark. Uh, and then the second one is, wait, trick question. There are no typical days in mental health. Next question. Um, well, they asked, uh, what's your least favorite superhero? I couldn't come up with a joke for that because I'm not familiar enough with superheroes. Uh, superheroes. So I just left that one alone. Favorite guilty pleasure movie or TV show? I don't experience shame. Uh, any weird or unusual talents? I can estimate the age of a pre-1970s American architectural uh, structure within five years margin of error, which is true, by the way, you guys. If you're, if you're ever wondering about a piece of architecture that you like to be updated. Uh, that's a masterful talent. Uh, favorite Halloween costume? Uh, that one wasn't really that funny. Just something about a 30-something with massive student loan debt. Uh, would you rather have wings or a tail? Silly question. People can't have wings. Uh, romantic comedy or drama? 
What's the difference? Uh, public lecture or hang glide? I would hang glide into lava if it meant I didn't have to speak publicly. Uh, eel sushi or triple cheeseburger? Cheese pizza. Would you rather have a snake or a rat for a pet? I would like to have a snake that had a rat for a pet. How cute would that be? Hmm. With a little hat? I wish I had a... <laughs> no. Uh, it's implied. Uh, anyway, describe your most embarrassing moment in any job. Oh, please, God. Please see item 4B, which is the part where I said I don't experience shame. And then the last question, uh, what's the worst job you've ever had? And in parentheses, it says, hint, don't say this place where you work. <laughs> and so I said, I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> So I can't wait for this to come out because she also asked me for, uh, she was going to take a photo and I said, can I just send you one? So I sent her the one with the, me and the yellow leotard. <laughs> Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Sears catalog. <laughs> I was, uh, I don't think that was Tumblebees. I think that was something else. Tumblebees? Yeah, I was in, that was earlier. This was a, some dance thing, some fucking garbage my mom made me do when I was in that weird like fifth grade period where I got my hair cut and everybody called me a lesbian and then I had to look, I had to look that up in the dictionary. Oh, you guys. Gender roles are so delightful. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so that was my week. The end. The end. The end. Can I bring up something before we take a break? Yeah. Um, poker Twitter is the best poker ever. Poker Twitter is like just a group of poker players that, that mouth off on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, this this week it erupted. So there's a Hollywood producer named Randall Emmett who um, he I can't even think of any movie that movies that he's done. But he was he uh, he started his career out as Mark Wahlberg's personal assistant, and that kind of spiraled into this career in Hollywood. Um, and he like produced um, some show that Fifty Cent was in Power. Is that what it's called? I believe he's on that show, yes. Um, <clears throat> and apparently he and 50 Cent... I think it's I think it's a D. You're supposed to pronounce it with a D. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Um, right? Are having some... Are, are, are having some, uh, some conflict. Mm-hmm. And 50 Cent posted on Instagram a screenshot of their text messages back and forth. And in it, Randall's like, please, Fofty... <laughs> <laughs> Instead of saying fifty, he's like Fofty apparently has an, a bunch of money, and he, <laughs> it was just really embarrassing. But now everybody on Poker Twitter is like hashtag Fofty, and even Fifty Cent was like, "Who the fuck is Fofty?" Uh, is that guy very smart? The uh, oh. I don't know his real name. 50. Curtis. Curtis, Curtis is um, Curtis. What uh, uh, I don't recall his last name is among other things a notorious troll, and I will not speak. Over much of his intelligence, I don't know the gentleman personally, but um, is Fofty. he funny? I, I, I in, in, a, in a trashy troll kind of way, yes. Uh, hmm. I don't really value that kind of way. Neither do I. But Randall Emmett's not really a good guy either. A lot of people in the poker world don't. He find him kind of uh, unbearable at the tables because he's very loud. And um, we thought he had a lot of money. I don't know. You know, no, was. He owes people a lot of stuff, so it's kind of sad to see like you know people's personal drama, personal dramas being just aired out publicly. But at the same time, Fofty is just poor Fofty. <laughs> Please, Fofty. All right, going to the candy shop. 
Mm-hmm. I think he goes to the candy shop, right? I have no idea. Oh, ran, I, there was without a doubt. You guys doubt. listen to pop music? I, I no, really, but, I, but when you said candy shop, made me think of cocaine. And, and I, when I see this guy on any sort of poker broadcast, I think, I'm thinking, that guy, that guy does some cocaine. I do cocaine! And he's also like, the, uh, he's in a relationship with one of the women that's on the Vanderpump rules. And I thought that it was a shoe thing, but it's like... A restaurant or something. It's one of those Bravo reality TV shows. I don't fucking know. Vanderpump. Vanderpump you thought it was rules. shoes like like pumps. Pump. Yeah, I don't know okay, why. Well, I don't. I mean, no, my makes, brain associates weird shit. That makes sense. And I no, don't I, watch any of the housewives, but but so so I, I could see that. But they're very popular, and so a lot of people, you know, know about Randall Emmett through his girlfriend, who's on one of those shows, and apparently he pops in everyone's while. Anyway. When that uh, when that candy shop song came out years ago, I, was, I don't know what you're talking. It's about. a it's a fifty cent song. I, something, um, but it's called. I think it's called Candy Shop. I don't know. We're talking about. I think he's. I, I think know, he's talking about his bedroom. I know I one fifty song. Oh my god! And that's the in the club song. That's the only one. The birthday. The uh, the boyfriend that I had with the gallery and you know the mm-hmm. magazine. I used to call him Candy Shop because. He would sing that song. I thought that was a Christina Aguilera song. I don't think so. Yeah, where yeah, she was doing kind of like a something about all we're doing right lollipop. now is sounding really old and disconnected. We probably stop or well, I think that's we are who we are. I'm so. not. I'm not disputing it. Just saying, no need to let that particular freak flag fly. Say la vie. Oh, okay. Say <laughs> la vie. Anyway, we'll I don't be. experience shame, so exactly. take that. We'll be right back. Wherever I go, he goes. It almost sounds like a Jesus song. My buddy is really talking about Jesus. I'm I'm surprised the church didn't appropriate that song. Oh, they probably have. You haven't heard about it. Those Christian circles can be pretty tight knit when it comes to their yeah. special things. It, who would, which one of our friends knows all those church songs? I bet it, I think it's Cindy. Is it Cindy? She knows the Zesus song. <laughs> Zesus. Uh, you know what? I don't want to know. Jesus, Jesus. And then you take Jesus. your arms. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was a uh, Jehovah's Witness or Mormon. Mormon or, I don't I know. Think. Maybe. One of those ones. Yeah, maybe it wasn't Cindy. It was somebody else that knew all those. Um, I know my friend Jill who... Or was one of the original cast members of this show knows all those early Christian churchy songs. Oh well, we need to get her up in here. We do. I, I, I wonder what she's a lot up to. Them, but I purged most of them from my brain. Oh, a, I, I had to free up some space, you know, make room for more porn. It's only so much real estate. Mm-hmm. I saw a really good porn today. Very Just a clip because I don't. I should. I should. I should uh, support. The porn performers, but I can get off on just a two two minute clip. Oh yeah, so let's, I'm sorry. let's get this done. <laughs> I don't need any of the conversation. I just want to the in and out. I find that finding the niche stuff and you know directly supporting the performers is a much better idea these I'm, days. And I know I really oh we're getting we're getting off on a tangent. But yep, we are. Let's not. Let's we not, let's are getting off on it. <laughs> Zing! But I, one of my favorite things is when on like sites like Corbin Fisher. Sorry, this is for. This is going to be a gay exclusive type of. Oh thing. no, I'm not going like to be around they, for this Like when they when they introduce they introduce a new model 
and they start out it's it's the same scenario they start off just like a solo they'll do a couple a solo scene and then they'll do a scene where they're topping somebody they'll do like four or five of five of that and then i guess they get bored or whatever and then they bottom and i love it when it's their bottoming debut i love it because you were there for it <laughs> It's like they're John's actually old. blushing a little right now. He's very excited about this. And so one of my favorites that is first body uh, scene. I'm like, yes! I'm going to keep this one around for a little while. Do, uh, do we have a question? Yes, we do. Well, let's do a hot topic bumper okay. first. Too, too quiet. And this comes courtesy of Joe in Dallas, and it's interesting that he brought this up because this is almost a hot topic that I meant to bring up a couple weeks ago, but then I forgot mm-hmm. back when Coachella was uh, going on, which is a couple weeks ago, right? I man, I don't fucking yes. Know. Can you believe that the Mueller report was just like last week? Isn't that crazy? Like it's, not last right, but the Friday before that. Well, time just, I mean, time shit. compression. Okay, it's so a question for secretly timid. <clears throat> Thoughts on Aaron Shock and whether outing him at Coachella was appropriate. Do you all know who Aaron Shock was? I do. Is he a politician from Illinois? He was a politician. I don't know if he's from Illinois, but he got ousted. Peoria, Illinois. For, uh, for uh, using some campaign financing irresponsibly, to say mm-hmm. the least. Let's see here. Um, he's a young guy, great abs. Um, As we all now know, because of a series of pictures that showed off him. That's his campaigning platform, actually. Uh, Great abs. Great abs. abs. Such an excellent platform. Uh, Thoughts on Aaron Shock and whether outing him at Coachella was appropriate? Were you surprised? What about the gays with him at Coachella? Is this a case of gay men being white first and gay second or third? Or should they have held him up to the same scrutiny the rest of the world does? So there's a lot to impact here. So just to catch everybody up, Aaron Shock was a politician that he... Peoria, Illinois. From Peoria, Illinois, who um, burst onto the scenes when he uh, went to some uh, fundraising event or some some public event wearing white jeans with a a blue belt. Oh, yeah, that guy. (laughs) Um, And and there had been rumors of him being gay, and he at the time was like, no, I'm going to burn that belt. I'm no sissy. Um... (laughs) Was it the belt Pretty that much was gay or had the pants? a horribly, horribly anti-gay record, uh, voting record. Mm-hmm. Um, left in disgrace, following some campaign finance abuses. Mm-hmm. Believe he like maybe did his office in like a Game of Thrones theme or some bullshit like that. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a cool dude. So then uh, Coachella photos of him surfaced with a bunch of. Uh, uh, hairless, shirtless gay men. There were reports of another, like him making out with some dude there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, these pictures surfaced. People had thoughts. Joe has thoughts. We have thoughts. So let's tackle the first one. Publicly outing somebody as gay. Um, so was it appropriate? First and foremost, he publicly outed himself. He was out with that in belt. public... You know, no, no. Well, not even blue belt, but just out in public, touching on, snuggling with a bunch of other topless dudes, being affectionate in a fashion that Didoir, heteronormative and homophobic culture, would be viewed as something other than straight 
and normally if he was still in politics would have required a lot of explanation. Whatever. He outed himself. So I don't think the question should be about whether or not he outed himself. I think the actual meat of the question is in Joe's kind of follow-up there. What was it? What they directly asked? Do we accept this person or not? Something of that nature and or repercussions um, of? So I think, were you surprised? I think none of us are surprised. Nope. What about the gays with him? There we go. That's the question I want to get to. And uh, there's actually an update to that because at least there was a couple, I think there was like a four or five men there. Um, they have all since been shamed on social media. And a, the couple that was in the picture, they actually did a public uh, statement regarding the picture. And they claimed they had no idea who Aaron Shock was. He just kind of just popped up fine, and said... fair, and valid. Yeah. But still, um, um, and disavowed him completely and said, had we known who he was, we would not have, you know, How could they allowed. not know who he is? There's some He's people, from East Peoria, <laughs> Illinois. There are some people who are just not very politically active i'm kidding i well this is the thing though so this ties back into a a a point i raised episode a little while ago about vengeance versus redemption and or a redemption arc if available kind of thing and not saying that he qualifies for this yet because Mm. in my mind there's been no like hey guys i'm really sorry i did these shitty things hey guys i'm now going to actively champion the rights of lgbtqia folk hey guys i'm sorry to the queers and the folks i may have harmed with my record here are the things i'm trying to do to fix it if he had done some of those things, then sure, let's see about getting him you know, back a seat at the table talking about cool things and using his white privilege to try and like up in the appropriate bad tables or whatever else. But given the fact that he's clearly not doing any of those things and just wants to get some dick, then dude can you know take a long walk off, walk off a short pier or whatever the fuck else. I have no practical use for him. And I think that unfortunately that is a thing that happens all too often in the gay community or with any, I wouldn't, even say the, I wouldn't even call it the gay folks, any other community where it's a matter of, hey, I still want to be a part of the club even though I may have done things that are very destructive to the club because I don't fit in anywhere else. Um, I mean, I often joke that uh, Oak Lawn is Highland Park's carriage house. You know, it's just a thing with like, oh, look. I can still maintain my white privilege and be gay at the same time, right? I can figure out some way to like still be rich and white and just like dick sometimes, right? And if he's trying to edge into that territory, I'm sure that Milo would love to talk to him about that. But that's unfortunately a thing that has to be confronted. If he dealt with it more directly in some capacity, like sending money to some folks, ministering to some folks, mentoring some folk, whatever, uh, going to the church and being like, hi, by the way, I'm still Christian and queer, you know, be all... Buttigieg like in that capacity something not just show up at the party and wonder why everybody's mad I guess for me the shocking the only thing that surprised and shocked me is that he had the gall to show up at a place like that and be in a picture and be in that picture in the first place I mean you know like knowing knowing what we all know knowing his voting record that he still felt it cool to just go out in public and party with a bunch of gay people it shows he doesn't care it shows he doesn't he, care. he's not willing or able to do the kind of work that i was no. suggesting that he do what if his voting record isn't necessarily anti-gay as much as it is like pro aaron shock like uh he he voted against the repeal of don't ask don't tell and um he was for the ban on gay marriage what if aaron shock just like doesn't want anyone to make him go into the military <laughs> And doesn't want to um, have anybody ask them to marry him. That is possible, but still shitty that given those decisions affect more than him. If that's how he actually feels as a politician, then that's a pretty shit politician. Yeah, but then the, the, then the, the gay issue is, is secondary to just being like a, a fucking uh, 
self-absorbed dickhead. Which sounds, and if he's the kind of politician that's in it for the personal power as opposed to the actual representation, then all the more mm-hmm. fuck off. Or he could be one of the people that are white first and gay second. Because there that's, are plenty yeah. of those. I thought that was required to be a politician. Like that was your. Shit. Like and every, I don't know, I don't know very many gay Republicans, but the only gay Republicans that I know are white, and I don't know any of these yeah. people personally. Uh, just just from like uh, just happen happening upon them on Twitter or something like that. Um, and so yeah, they are totally white first, gay second. Like being yeah. rich and privileged is more mm-hmm. important to them than to try to better better their their community. It's the log cabin Republican shit. We want to yeah. just basically be doing and believing in the exact same things we were before. We just want to be able to recognize as gay men while doing it. It's sad. Yup. Empathy is apparently not a thing in some circles. He says, also, Meg's, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey there. Tiano, he says, hey, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he Hello. says something more explicit to me that I, I'm not going to repeat on the air, but oh. I appreciate it. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I'm going to try and guess what it is. Did you have any other questions? No, that was it. I think we did a good job of responding to it. I think so. <laughs> We get to decide how well we did. I think we did a great job. I wonder, there was some, there was some uh, question on whether or not two men, there was a case of oral sex on the top of a Ferris wheel where it looked like it could be two men, and somebody was like, there's Aaron Shock. Oh, wow. <laughs> <sighs> He's afraid of heights. Aaron Shock's afraid of heights. He's I hate Ferris wheels. So I'm a little afraid of heights, too. I just think they're boring, and like they're boring. spaceships and planes. But the long. view is so lovely up there. Uh, the scariest ride I've ever been on is that damn... It's it's a different theme at different amusement parks, but the one that I've usually seen, it's like a pirate ship, and it just goes back uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. forth and back and forth. I went on that ship in Seattle with my mother and my sister, and I was in between both of them, and I was so small at the time that it didn't fully go down the, the safety bar all the way so when it went up i'd fall i fell down so far that i was only held up by like my arms and one of the other i was so freaked out i was gonna die and my mother and sister thought it was hilarious it was a reasonable fear i would say at that yeah. time and the guy was like do we want to do a flip and i remember saying no <laughs> Uh, there's a website called something like Amusement Park Deaths. You guys would be surprised yeah. at how Can many we not, people. Yeah, I, I like scary rides, All so right. I'm definitely not going to hop on that site, thanks. I've got enough nightmares in my head as it is. I remember Jen and I went on that one that's, that the whole thing is just fall. That's all. That's all. G force. You or just something? fall. You yeah. get like oh, the one just raise you up really high and just drop. And then you just boom, you're supposed to like put a quarter on your knee or some shit, and it levitates. And then when you drop, it's supposed to land back on your knee. Yeah, those those things similar to that at um, Disney had that right. The, it was boring in retrospect. Disneyland had one like that. Some ha- the haunted hotel. I think it's not there anymore. Oh, I did go on that one. Yeah. It was uh, an uh, elevator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were in an elevator crash. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's bullshit at a lot of those like, Six Flags and stuff. You can buy like a bigger pass where you don't have to wait in line. I think that's bullshit. Everybody oh. should have to wait in line. Well, I don't like that for, richer people can do shit. Some of the people who are like disabled or the, Yeah, they can go to the front <laughs> because in the in the rest of the world, they're in the back, you know. Yes, so having, that's cool. Yeah, having a fast pass for rich folk is a little awkward, but there's also folks that legit like, I want to go on this ride. I can sit, but I cannot stand for the three hours necessary to wait in this line. So. It's like the express lane on on the highways out here. You can pay to go faster. Yeah, I still don't. 
Wait, there's Pay Express. Oh, like oh, they like, gone thirty five of the whole Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AKA the fucking F one out there. But there's never one like I I take thirty five to go to, the, to Windstar, and the the tollway is never open. Like the the special tollway lane going mm. to Oklahoma, but coming back there is. I like the fact that DNT basically because it goes from like. It basically cuts the rich folks' land, and it becomes a place where basically a no one's ever going to give you a ticket, and b you'll see like six skylines out there on the daily. I see fucking McLarens out there. It's basically like the rich folks' fucking Grand Prix out there. Good it's times. really fast. In the Audubon, yeah. uh, John. It's because nobody wants to go to Oklahoma, so they don't need an express lane. And then coming back, everybody wants to get away from Oklahoma, so they got to open up another lane. There you go. Oh, I've got. A, I had a question for you guys before. It's kind yeah. of a hot topic, but I was thinking about it on the on the way up because there's a lot of hubbub that uh, hubbub. Uh, that uh, happened maybe last week, a week before, about Bernie Sanders' response about whether or not uh, people in jail should have the right to vote. What do you guys think? Well, I'm interested. Vermont's had that for a while, mm-hmm. so I mean, personally, I think I think I touched on this before. I did in the last bit on. Uh, on uh, the prison industrial complex that basically whether or not they sign up for it or not, if you are in prison, they basically put the prisons in places that allow, because they, they, they count you for, yeah, for gerrymandering. And that, for, and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's literally prison based gerrymandering. So they're still used whether they want to be or not to weigh the scales in the favor of whichever political party or organizations or agencies place them in that particular area. So as opposed to doing something with them against their will in that capacity, the idea of letting them actually participate in electoral policy and uh, electoral uh, process is not unusual. In fact, most civilized countries in the world do that. And uh, several states, among uh, most of them in New England, do that in this country. It's not that unusual proposition. I don't recall what Bernie's response was uh, in, in, yes. in, in detail. But Even uh, yeah. like, they're like, even for the boss of bomber? And he was like, yeah, even bad people should have the right to vote. And the other important thing to remember that I saw a lot of folks rattling about on Twitter about is, so what about the folks that do terror? I mean, if you're on the list like Boston Bomber, that's a great example. But what about all the folks that are, A, in prison on false charges, mm-hmm. or right. B, you're also missing all the people like, what is that it? didn't get caught? Yeah, there's like, it's like one, three out of a thousand or some ridiculous number like that of rapists that never get caught so basically they're voting again anyway mm-hmm. so it, it really is a pretty shitty test about whether or not who does or does not get to participate in our democracy there's plenty of people that have literally caused harm in you know tens of thousands of people that hold office or are part of whatever company or whatever that still get to vote and some person who um, killed or assaulted one people, two people, or ten people, or ha- had a bag of drugs like that was some count. mandatory minimum or whatever. Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. It, it's just a false equivalency is all I'm saying. It yeah. makes no sense. I mean, Dick, Dick Cheney still shot fucking somebody votes. in the face. <laughs> yeah, and still votes. Committed was, countless war crimes. Yeah. yeah, but you guys, look. And he and he put his, his we had to deal with his fucking daughter now. Then they, then they can tell poor people they can't vote, not because they're poor, but because they're bad. That's the yeah, purpose. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for, I'm all, I think even if you're in prison, I think you're still an American citizen and you should still be able to, to vote on who represents you because... You know, because it still affects, it affects you when you, you're in yeah. prison. Yeah, uh, at the very least, once you've uh, uh, once you're out of jail, I that is unfortunately think. one of the issues that my two favorite candidates so far aren't exactly in alignment with my beliefs on. Neither Elizabeth Warren nor Kamala Harris were particularly excited about the idea of letting conflicts vote. Really, that's yeah. unfortunate. I think so far. I mean, it's still so 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 early, but I've been uh, Elizabeth Warren so far for me is. 
Well, she actually has policy. Yeah. But, um, unfortunately. And a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's just like, about that? fling them out like she's t-shirts. She's literally a policy nerd like and is proud to be cannon. a policy nerd. It's fucking crazy. But no, there's there's two black marks on a record as far as I'm concerned. The DNA thing is not one of them. Uh, that was poorly handled, but that to me isn't a deal breaker. The DNA thing? Uh, the, oh, know, the Native, Native American, American thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I was confused by that because it showed that she did have DNA, uh, Native... But the idea of that making her a particular tribe without having yeah, any of the culture or any of the, but, yeah. uh, but I mean, she never used it for anything. All she True. did was she just put it on a, like a census thing for something. She never really benefited but from it. But it was an issue of the way in which she approached it then gave extra validity to the point where it really has to do more with your bloodline than with yeah, your actual but culture. But I mean, I think, but, it, but because it was the stories passed down from her yeah. family members, I mean, I don't think that, I don't think there was any. Uh, nefarious, yeah, dubious and, and, thing exactly. going down. Again, it was just like she was lied to by her family. And again, this still isn't a deal breaker for me. Yeah. I mean, but to me, the, because she did later apologize to the appropriate folk and tried to learn from the experience and so on and so on. To me, the two, uh, not quite deal breakers, but the two concerns I have with Elizabeth Warren are number one, as we just mentioned, her how she feels about uh, um, uh, voting rights for incarcerated folk. Um, but secondarily, she was one of the sponsors for SESTA-FOSTA. Which is the bill that basically made um, content providers liable for content that uh, that allowed for sex work or human trafficking. So basically, it was not actually trying to address on a granular level the issue of human trafficking and child pornography. It was just creating bans that basically would endanger sex oh, workers. Oh, yeah, because it, yeah. And granted, there's back and forth in that because, yes, it does still address the issue of um, uh, human trafficking and or people being trafficked without their consent and child pornography but it does it with such a large hammer that it's going to end up snatching up a whole bunch of and or further imperiling um, yes it's illegal according to our current legal standard but it's just you know folks providing a service to me if you can't see the equivalency between a coal miner and a sex worker and both of them choosing to use their bodies in a particular way in order to attain capital then you need to seriously interrogate what you think about what quote labor is and quote employing your body in that labor consists of but that's my personal opinion point is that um i, I really wish that uh, i think that, i think that she's also the kind of person with where given enough data, she would be able to mm-hmm. see the pros and cons of a given thing. And that's actually, I mean, she used to be a conservative. Mm-hmm. She gradually evolved to her current position of trying to like, uh, um, there's some article I read recently basically went through her evolution politically and it talked about one of the reasons why she is as gung-ho about making the system work, in quote, is because she got really mad when she realized it wasn't working the way she was sold that it did work. So I'd rather that and someone that can evolve than someone who's just stuck in their belief. I say I noticed something interesting that happened. So months ago, when the candidates all first announced, and we had like Booker and Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar, whatever her last name is, Klobuchar, and Kamala, like when they all originally announced that they were going to be running for the president, the uh, presidency, the the media at large that I heard was uh, they they shouldn't they shouldn't focus on Trump they should they should focus on health healthcare they should focus on policies they should focus on all this stuff don't focus on Trump hmm. that's what i heard over and over and over again from all the different uh, media conglomerates that i listen to but then so joe biden hmm. announced and now it's like, oh, he's focusing on Trump. That's what they all need to do. Blah blah blah. I'm like, but that's what you told them they shouldn't do. But I now because Joe Biden is none of the B boys, yeah. I want nothing to do I with any of the B boys. Yeah. Hashtag no B boys. Hashtag you know fucking what was it again? Hashtag no old white dudes. Twenty twenty. 
I'm, I'm done with Biden. I'm done with Bernie, and we don't need yet. Uh, for, for God's sakes, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, and 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 Beto both mm-hmm. don't have a a, a, a a drop of piss in Whoa, a bucket. Whoa, they're worth all bo- b boys. Exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. No B-Boys, thank you. Oh, I didn't think about that. But basically, now I'm stuck on bees. Andrew, what's his name? Andrew Yang, is that his name? Andrew I Yang I hate to fucking got, get that wrong. Is it Yang or Yi? I think it's Yang, and he has a disturbing number of libertarians and, and, and like white nationalist types oh, going, really? oh, sweet, you're top behind this guy. He sounds oh. great. Well, I, mean, I guess it's not his fault if the white nationalists the white like nationalists him, but I need yet to understand why, Yang? why do they like him. I because from what I've heard, all his his big pitch is just a minimum. Uh, uh, what It's literally libertarian stuff. Like everybody should get a minimum income, so everybody gets X he, he amount can be of money. About UBC all he wants. He's still parroting a lot of like low key libertarian stuff, as far as I'm concerned. So no. I'm good on that. I'm okay with the low key libertarian, but maybe libertarians just Republicans. I, I mean, I'm good. enough. I'm enough. Like uh, it's enough to spark interest. Not that I'm, you know, <laughs> spark. Yeah. I firmly believe libertarians are just Republicans that smoke weed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm good, thanks. But anyway, no, uh, I accidentally gave all my political, well, all not all of them, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for, uh, uh, even though I have issues with Kamala Harris's uh, past uh, uh, prosecutorial history, again, she's shown she's capable she of... She definitely has most, more experience... I mean, then I mean, all I think, the rest of the people running uh, insofar as Buttigieg being the attorney and, general yeah. for California is, uh, I think, a lot, you know. But still, there's, there's some troubling history there, too. There isn't yeah. anybody who's going to be perfectly no, clean. Yeah, nobody will I'm be not perfect. trying to apply a perfectly clean moral standard to any of them because that's just not going to I mean, work. to be perfectly honest, I'm going to vote anybody that's not fucking Trump. At this point, it's, you know, yes, DNC uh, nominee 2020. I agree. Yeah. But until we get there, I'm going to fight tooth and nail to make sure it's no B-boys. And fucking no old white dudes 2020. I'd be like, no B-boys, parentheses, unless it's a B-boy. It, when you, <laughs> then I will vote for the B-boy. When you say that, it makes me think of uh, Tim and Eric, the Beaver Boys. There you be- go. Be- Beaver Boys. What if it works for you, Megan? That oh, works my, for you, too. But uh, Doesn't so- it? So go ahead and round it out. Fuck yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. And, yes. Uh, yeah, for so many reasons. Who's that? Uh, she's one of the other... Uh, she's like from Hawaii or from she, some She's from Hawaii. She's, she used um, to really hate gay people. Yeah, and she's really excited about Syria and, and, and Assad for some reason. And, and doesn't other, think Russia's a big deal. Excited in what way? As in, like, thinks Assad's, like, super cool bro. Oh. Um, so that kind of takes her out of the running for me. He and, is a bro. She's right about that. Yeah, yeah. And then Cory Booker... Uh, I want to like him. I really, really want to like him. Who's Rosaria Darson going to vote for? Her oh boyfriend God. or Bernie? She was uh, like all in for Bernie. Yeah. She has to be so conflicted right now. I mean, fair enough. But she'd be a pretty cool first lady. I'll she say would. that. She would. <laughs> I, kinda, but no, I um, like Rosario Dawson. I wait, don't care. Cory Booker is dating Rosario Dawson. I don't know. I don't know how, how it happened either. I, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. He made my gay dart like ping a little bit. Co- I'm sure Corey he gets Booker a little did. freaky. And I, I mean, honestly, I People wish that believe I liked what his they want to believe. More. I really do. <laughs> Amy Klobuchar, hard no. Sorry, hard no for me. Was it because of the salad? Um, just because I think that's a that's a boss mood. Be like, you, you freaking forgot my fork. Fine, I'm gonna eat the cell with a fucking comb. What? I think that's. A, I mean, the salad thing doesn't bother me at all. It's literally what I would do in the situation where if I was if I was hungry, I want to eat a goddamn salad. I'd eat it with my fucking hands. Whatever. What the that fuck doesn't are you talking me. about? There's a lot of basically office politicky type stuff about Amy Klobuchar, I or Senator Klobuchar, i.e., that she like 
is like the worst boss ever to work for. She rides the people really, really hard. And apparently she ordered a salad one time and the whoever got her the salad didn't bring her a fork and she screamed at them, screamed at them and then ate her salad with, with a comb. I'm like, I don't know why a that's comb? the comb. Big... Yeah. <laughs> like for your hair? Yes. Yeah. What other kind of comb would it be? A uh, rooster's comb. I have no idea. Um, it, but it just doesn't make, I don't. I've literally taken two pens and used them as chopsticks before. If you're yeah. hungry, you're fucking hungry. I don't know. You've got a comb, but you don't have a, an extra fork in your desk. I don't have an Come extra on. fork in my desk. Oh, well, I have, I have you a bunch of knives. One. You should definitely I have a bunch of one. knives, which I've also used as chopsticks before. Yeah. All right. Hands. I would use my hands, like you said. Yeah. Rather than it. How do you even use a fucking comb? It, what kind of fun, there, uh, there are a number of ways to use a comb. Yeah, it's a little stickums. Yeah, it's a little pointy thing. There are a couple it's kind of like a fork. It. Sideways right. fork. Yeah. I just don't understand why it's an issue. She was fucking hungry. <laughs> Whatever. She was so hungry. She was yelling about her salad in the first place. She wanted to eat the goddamn salad. The implement she chose to use, I'm sure she washed it first. Whatever. I'm not going to judge her for how she ate a salad. Yeah, I wouldn't, I'm not, I mean, if, if she's as hard as her on herself as she is those that under her employ that's not necessarily a deal breaker like no. none of them i mean from what i've heard it really wasn't i mean it's she wasn't smacking people in the face so to get back to the actual root of this i.e her policies it's her policies my root is she is dead like absolute even right-leading centrist really a lot of policy i'm she's not like, i'm not i don't know all, any of your policies yeah she's all like medicare for all what are you talking about ubc what are you talking about uh, uh convicts voting what are you talking i mean just like off the bat she's she's basically like half step behind biden where is biden she from probably, though she's like minnesota midwest. yeah she's like, like the that. midwest right that's my issue with her is like yeah, minnesota. you know Basically, the, the, the her slash Biden ticket is running as close to it's fine normalcy. Let's go <laughs> back why, to the center that's, you where know it's what, normal. That's why I'm I'm really anti Biden is because uh, people um, some of the media people are like it'll be re- it'll be like a return to normalcy. It'll be mm. back to normalcy the way it was. was so fucking exactly. Great. But the normalcy wasn't or back to the way it was wasn't good for everybody. So the campaign slogan would be this. And I've got questions like the f- number one question I'd ask him if, if if I had a question and it was on the debate stage, it's like, uh, so if you guys, if you and, and President Obama knew what Russia was doing and you asked Mitch McConnell, hey, we should go public and they said no, why didn't you do it anyway? Partisan politics? I don't know. I mean, that's I think that's an important question to ask I, I because think, think we're kind of in because I think if that close to the election, it could have been swayed by like, hey. Red alert, people. This motherfucker's working with the Russians. We've got proof. Furthermore, Mitch McConnell doesn't want us talking (laughs) about it. So here's the deal. I I, I agree with your assessment. I agree with the question. But in a Fox News enriched environment or Fox News degraded environment, basically there is, I mean, the same thing that would happen when Obama tried to talk about race. But Obama made even the slightest comment about anything having vaguely to do with police brutality and capacity whatsoever. The right wing went fucking but don't, nuts. But it was so that the the end results was so close. Don't you think it could have some of those uh, people that that switched their vote that were going to vote for Bernie, but instead voted for uh, what's her name, uh, Jill, Jill Stein? Jill you don't think that could have maybe swayed them back over? I'm I, I'm not saying. They I mean, made the I would say decision. even if it was enough chaos, if, even if even if they didn't do it because they didn't want to cause chaos, even if they did cause chaos, maybe that's better than we are now. With I'm not saying they made the right decision. I'm just saying I understand why they made the decision they made. I want I want to know. I want to know why. I think it's pretty obvious why. But feel free. I mean, obviously, if you if you're not satisfied with that answer, feel free to interrogate it further. But to me, it's 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 obvious that they 
could not in that environment have people listen to what they had to say without people immediately assuming it was partisan in nature and nothing to do with actually trying to inform the populace. And they say if elected, he's, he'll be older than Reagan than when Reagan left office. <laughs> Milk toast ass, touchy ass, just has no idea how to actually apologize to somebody when he fucked up ass. Old white mm-hmm. dude needs to sit the fuck down and be quiet. That's all there is to it. Time for somebody else to take the reins, not you, dude. But anyway, hot topics, guys. That was a long-winded non-hot topic, but was a hot topic, but was not a hot topic. It was behind the bumper, so it qualifies as there a you hot go. topic. I can, uh, John, you want to go first? or Sure, I've got it. It's just an interesting legal case that could that could create some interesting legal precedent if it, well, well it's already going through. So no matter how the way the judge, uh, uh, let me pull it up. So have you guys heard about... This teen who's suing Apple for a billion dollars. Yeah, because you sent us a link to it the other day. So this is the this is basically what happened. So this a teen in New York, um, he lost his. It looked like a like a interim like a learner's permit, a driver's license Mm -hmm. that didn't have his photo. Whoever oh it didn't have did not have his photo. I was confused in that article. Were you? I, that part was clear to me that he didn't so have he didn't have his he oh, right, did, this, this this identification card did not have his photo. Somebody had used that identifi- identification card at an Apple store that via facial recognition linked this man's face with the identification card. So whenever this guy went into the store, it would think that it was uh, what's let me just get his name. Uh, oh shit, it's a name that I can, you can call I it the cannot innocent pronounce. Guy. Call it the His innocent guy, and the guilty guy, right? Yeah, the innocent guy. So, uh, so anyway, a bunch of Apple stores. And I'm the stores in garage, but like merchandise gets stolen from all these stores, and uh, Apple's deny this, but they think think because of facial recognition, they Apple told the authorities that they suspect it's this person that stole all this shit. The innocent man got arrested. He was a teen. Arrested, had to go through, you know, the the booking process that one gets thrown into when they're arrested, which is humiliating, I'm sure. It's never happened to me, but I would not want to ever have to go through a cavity search. And I'm sure when you are arrested, it's not the people aren't very polite to you, you know. Um, Presumed innocence, huh? Yeah. Um, So what do we think? Is Apple negligent? And I would, I think, yes, they are. If uh, uh, I, I think they were negligent, where they should have been more careful about linking identification with. I'm a little somebody's. confused about the logistics of the article. Uh, so, so the theory is from the defense. It was a mistaken identity, or no, from the uh, the the claimant or whoever. Uh, this this kid's attorney. The claim is that the facial recognition came in at what what stage? Like when the kid, the other kid that stole the pens or whatever the fuck they were, mm-hmm. like when he was picking up the iPads or See, when do they think I don't that know happened? Yet. I think I think just just the very fact that like when you walk into one of these stores, I'm assuming that they're they're claiming that they have facial recognition from the cameras inside the store. No, but Apple was saying they do not use facial recognition. And that's and what they said. I know, but, that, but, but we don't know the, if that's true yet. That's the concerning bit, right? Yeah. So it sounds like, and this is, and this is, I, I was similarly confused 
uh, um, um, as as Megan was by all of this. Cause it's hard to because it's unclear how Apple made the link between the individual who or, did not commit yeah. the crime is the individual that did commit crimes because and I, I think that the defense is speculating that it had or not defense because that'd be apple in this case because they're being sued i think the um the innocent person saying that something that they were wrongfully accused mm-hmm. is speculating that it had to do with a lost id apple is not at least in the article disclosed exactly how they identified that person and linked them with the crimes taking place and the and the and the uh People that are trying to sue Apple are saying that likely has to do with facial recognition software based on those stores in particular who are selling that software. Because, again, it's not clear how and why Apple decided that this person was the one who had committed the crimes. And to me, the li- there's a list of problems with this. Number one, since facial recognition software has been extraordinarily glitchy in the past. Especially in the, for people of color. Especially people yes. of color. There was a whole lit, whole slew of, of dark-skinned black folk and Asian folk who their friends, siblings, whatever, can unlock their devices because all facial recognition software is basically has, has been coded and learned how to read white folk and that's about it. So... It, was that where the mistaken identity occurred? Apple says they're not using that software in, the, in, in this particular fashion, but we don't know if that's the case or not. We won't know until the court records are gone through. Now, insofar as how they link those two individuals and the fact that they basically said, hey, police officers, this is the person that we have proof, in quote, that did this. The cop said, oh, yeah, clearly, it's this person, and went and arrested that dude with whatever information that Apple gave them, which may or may not have been complete data, mm-hmm. insofar as, I mean, if dude, uh, I think it was in, dude was in like multiple locations. There were some yeah. cases where he, different he, he, states. Yeah, he, he he literally could not have been there, or there were clear alibis, but he was still booked or at least questioned or whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. that to me is, I mean, while yes, the dystopian like you know shoddy police work too. Yeah, th- that's the other. Op- it's like so. Tell me, what strange correlation could there be in this strange dystopian reality that they're talking about using facial recognition software and capturing people in, capturing people in, and cops just say, oh, by the way, we should also mention for the sake of the story that both the um, alleged perpetrator and the actual perpetrator were both black folk. So they're, and mind you, there are pictures of them side by side and they're very different looking yeah. people. That's why the police let them go. They're like, what the fuck? This yeah. Is, this is not you. <laughs> so this is basically, you know, a charming train wreck of technology slash racism slash um, uh, corporate America able to make um, uh, accusations against other people without being questioned because they have technology in the back pocket saying, oh, yeah, obviously we're right because we have the tech to prove it. And the cops just saying, yeah, OK, sure. And doing their bidding. So I really hope dude does get his suit. I really hope. I mean, whether or not it's facial recognition software involved or not, it's pretty clear that they have a leg to stand on and saying, y'all shouldn't hem me up in the first place. Mm-hmm. So Apple is definitely going to settle. <sighs> a tech yeah. like that scares me. Have you seen the video where they like replace Scarlett Johansson's eyes with Steve Buscemi's in a speech? I think it was Scarlett Johansson. They've been doing that, yeah. and it looks really real. No, it wasn't. It was uh, Lawrence Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, uh, somebody. Yeah. I've also been like, replacing my eyes and words. Figure what the video. fuck was going on. Deep yeah. fakes, they're called. Yeah, I don't That's like. A thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah, they're making deep fake porns now, where they'll have like a celebrity stand in yeah. for a porn actor. That's wrong. Uh huh. Prince had that in his um 
in his uh, last Will and Testament, by the way. What? Nobody's got a Tupac Prince. He made that very, very clear. Oh, well, they can't VR? <laughs> With the I, hologram? They were talking about they're doing the hologram stuff no for Prince. No Prince hologram. Is, he, he was very clear. I don't he, like he, that. He thought that was fucking deviltry. Yeah, I really don't like that at all. They, they're doing that with Amy Winehouse. It just seems really disrespectful. Well, you know, again, and and you like, have a will. what about with the consent too? I mean, mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> that's why I'm gonna stay like out of shape and not famous because then to no ensure one that no one will ever want to use your yeah. porn. You're I a mean, famous they, podcaster. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, no one would have any incentive to use my my likeness or my voice. So. Good luck, I gotcha. Megan. I win. So Meg's, Meg's won. Any other hot, hot, hot topics? Mm. Anyone? 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 I, I really? I kind of talk a... about caves, but that's not really that exciting. Really, I, you know, I, a I personal sh- cave or a, a particular cave? A cave, like a real cave. Spelunking. Uh, one of the Thai cave rescue divers got stuck in a cave in Kentucky last week. Is he is he, is he alive? Yeah, he's alive. Why he's not? Oh, he's like one of the rescuers. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah. Yeah. I think if I was one of those soccer players, I would stay away from caves from now on. I would think so. Yeah, cave diving. Well, yeah. Well, cave diving is uh, dangerous, the end. I mean, I had a bunch of... It's only interesting to me, so let's move on. What uh, What do you have, though? Um, I just want to give a... I don't know if a shout-out, but like a... Some words of sympathies and or condolences for the worshippers of the Chabad oh, Poe, yeah. which uh, got shot up this week uh, because, you know, there has been a 17% increase in uh, hate crimes in the United States since 2017. And, what uh, got shot up this week? I, it's hard for me to keep track of all of the places oh, that yeah, get shot up. This is the second synagogue so far that I know of, at least. It's probably okay. more than one. One yeah, was, one was Pittsburgh. Where, where yes. was this? And this was in, uh, where was this? This one? is in California. California. Cali, yeah, there okay. you go. So yeah, um, this is the thing. And um, I think that slowly the news media is getting more and more comfortable with saying things like white nationalist terrorist and or actually finally seriously address something that um, everybody from the FBI to just about any person that works in social justice to really anyone in law enforcement that's paying attention that has not been co-opted because that's also a thing that this is a serious and growing issue in this country that um, not enough people are talking about that Donald Trump is basically the avatar for mm-hmm. um, Horcrux whatever the fuck you want to call it yeah that's that, that's that guy he is a, a, a focal lens for all of this nasty and, and people um, are trying to blame it on uh, what's her name, Ilhan Omar. Yeah, yeah which is batshit insane. The, I the don't best think part she's is anti-Semitic. Well, she is a lady, so and the best part is she's I also mean, that's part of it. It's also a bunch of right-leaning Jews that are saying this, which is literally like batshit mm-hmm. crazy pants. So, is that the, the Zionists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I careful, that, that careful. We might get called anti-Semitic. What's her name, Kellyanne Conway? Mm-hmm. Tried to say that AOC. Hit didn't even mention it and when, when she, she did def- why does like, anybody ever let that woman anywhere near a media platform i have no idea because she's a shit show it's a you know it's entertaining you know she also is one of the many many folk who's just in it for the bills because oh, before he before uh she was hired by trump she was talking about how bad shit insane he was so <laughs> Carlo, she knows where name? the money goes Car- carlos carlos is rocky He's a vo- voice actor. He was on Reno 911. Uh, mm-hmm. He was one of the, the cops on Reno 911. Uh, yeah, He's yeah, fucking yeah. hilarious. He has this Kellyanne Conway skit that he uh, does on the Stephanie Miller show where <laughs> he says that she eats spiders. What? <laughs> He's always like, spiders! 
<laughs> Gotta eat more spiders. I don't know where it came from, but whatever he does it, it just like. Is it her husband that's very like vocal yeah. about being anti-Trump? That must I be think a really that's pretty great. No, that's... I, there's, there's, I mean, she there's agrees some with thoughts, him. and I would not, I would not put it past those two assholes because he's an asshole too. He's just like an asshole that hates Trump. That he they're just both coincidentally angling. agrees with us on this they're one. They're both point. angling for a post-Trump era reality show following their marriage. Oh, that's a. They're trying to pretend like they're like what was what was like the guy the guy from. Florida, Louisiana, that's bald, and his wife's conservative. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, he was, I think it was like a Clinton era guy. Uh, what was, what's her name? Her, God, I could see her face. She, she was on the Bill Maher show recently, and she was fucking wasted. Why has anybody kind of watched Bill Maher show anymore? Uh, this is a long time ago. Oh, okay. What's it? Mary Matlin. Mary Matlin. Mary Matlin. And, 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 and Marley Matlin. And Marley Matlin. And, and, she the deaf lady? <gasps> is that the deaf lady? Not Mar- the deaf lady. Marley Matlin is deaf. Uh, fuck no, not the actress. Okay, what was her name? She was a conservative uh, sp- talking head, and Ann he was Coulter? like, "No, no, no, she's not that bad." She's a brown, dark-haired woman, and then her husband's a Kennedy, the liberal v- guy. V- liberal guy? No, not Kennedy. No, she's she, this lady is an older lady. Tale, and then her husband's the bald guy that has a really weird like accent where he talks kind of like this. Gilbert Gottfried, kind of. Ooh. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> he is in a... Wait, wait, Megan, you said that way too excitedly. Do you have, like, Gilbert Gottfried sex fantasies? No, 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 no. Just because I think someone's funny doesn't mean... Slowly, I, I take off your clothes. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, I do think he's very funny, though. He is very funny. Because his face is... Mary Madeline like, is her name. Mary Madeline? Mary Jo Madeline. And is her husband... Her given name? Her husband is, is James Carville. Those are the people I was thinking Oh, I patch dude. I don't know. No, that's Crenshaw. Are. Oh. One that's, of those... That's, Obviously, like that Otino, that's French. Uh, uh, that, that guy, that guy turns out to be a real fucking asshole. That this is that. That's the oh, that fucker. Oh, oh yeah, he's I've, not a fucker. I've seen his face. He just he, he just looks weird. That guy. He does. He oh. looks like a snake, kind of. He's has very uh, snake like features. Not as much face. as Florida Skeletor guy, but yeah. Um, oh God, that guy. Florida Skeletor. And that's the that's current governor of Florida. Looks like Skeletor. But now okay. I'm trying to think. Who's the de- what's the deaf ladies? What's her name? Marley Matlin. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. I used to watch wow. Reasonable Doubts like every fucking Thursday night. I was in love with Marley Matlin. Children, and, children of a lesser god. Yeah, that something. movie too. Yeah. She's on. Uh, she uh, can read lips. Don't worry. She's. Fine. She yeah. listens to this show. She's on um, the Magicians now. Oh, another reason to watch uh, the Magicians. I don't know what that is. Um. Uh, Anyway, my all, all I was trying to say was that basically, you know, protect your edges, protect your own, be careful out there. I see oh, that. Oh, what hey. does that mean, protect your edges? What does that mean? <sighs> I see that a lot on Twitter. I don't know what it means. I'm being so genuine right now. Okay, John. I'm curious. Okay, okay. If you are a person of African-American descent mm-hmm. and you, if you style your hair... Or if you do that's certain... That's what I thought it... I thought, so I thought it meant from context. If you do certain things to your hair, you have these little short frizzies at the fringes right here, right? And if you're wearing a wig or very, a whole host of things can cause tension and, 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 and kinetic stresses on, on, on those edges there. And one of the things about them is they're very, very hard to grow out. So if you pull on them too much or if you get your, your, your line your lineup adjusted and they shave too much in there, it can keep on creeping back, keep on creeping back, keep on creeping back. So you usually lay them down with some kind of gel or something of that nature to protect your edges. I feel like I'm, you know, 
doing some kind of David Attenborough like white splaining. Well, then thing why here. were they? No, I appreciate it because then this is really coming from a hundred percent ignorance. But I was curious, like because I was watching uh, Am Joy and what's her name? Uh, Nina Simone. Not Nina Simone. Not Nina uh, Simone. But I was, that's literally what I, I was thinking. Her name. Something Nina. Simone. You know Simone, what I'm talking about? Yeah. God. No, not Simone Sanders. Nina. Yeah. Bernie, Bernie, Nina Turner, Nina Turner, right? And all the hashtag was like protect your edges. You and I'm guys, like, I don't. It's Tina Turner. Okay. The point is that Aww. start a new one and see what happens. We're starting a new one. I don't know what we lost, but we Are lost you gonna a little bit. Put those together. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Okay. He'll use a staple gun. Perhaps <laughs> some technical difficulties. Perhaps not because that number was light later than that number, so he could be fine. Well, we missed us talking about how Candace, Candace Owens is trash. We so. went off on Candace But basically, Owens. the idea that she was even in that hearing altogether is the problem. Yeah. It's a matter of... that She she, she started her purpose. She said her purpose is a fucking flash grenade, smoke bomb, whatever, to make folks pay more attention to the audacity of her being physically present than... I mean, nobody showed an eclipse of the actually informed and rationally thought out and well-researched points of view of any of the Democrats that were on that... Or, sorry, the... The people the Democrats asked to come to that same hearing. Dude, Everybody focused on how ridiculous it was that Candace Owen was there. That's what's kind of sad. Pro politics it's like right there. all of us that live in marginalized uh, communities, mm-hmm. we all have some fucker that's like we some auntie I mean, we have Milo Yamanop a fucking dick. Yeah, it's causing shit for us. Mm-hmm. I really don't like that guy because they want that Who? money, yo. <laughs> it makes sense. Oh, Stefa something. Milo Yiannopoulos. Or, yes. Yeah, the Greek guy. Candace Owen. Weird. He's British. I, mean, I guess he is definitely of Greek descent mm-hmm. with a name like that. Yeah. And all, and we can't resist giving them platforms to hear them say their John nasty bullshit. John Stamos. John Stamos is a liberal. I don't know. You take that. He is, oh, God. It's the only other Greek he guy does I his know television. <laughs> oh, does he now? <laughs> all right. There's Maria Menudos. Isn't she Greek? I don't know who that is. Oh, I only know her because uh, she pops up on Cinemark for every movie. Menudo? Speaking of which, I'm going to go and see Endgame today. Super excited. So we'll talk about that? that next week. It's the thing with superheroes in space that you don't like. Oh, are there spaceships? There are spaceships and superheroes. <laughs> nah. And superheroes on nah. spaceships. Uh, before we go, uh, we should uh, mention that we are uh, thinking about Special John. He was in a... A bicycle wreck yesterday, which bicycle wreck doesn't sound serious, but uh, well, it involves cars. It sure as fuck does. Oh, I don't think this involved a car. Oh shit! Uh, but he's it like was cycling, high like high speed cycling. Yeah, this like, is serious where you wear time the, bicycling the suits and stuff. Right, this isn't tricycling. Uh-huh. It's bicycling. When you when you get rid of one of those wheels, it gets serious. Um, but uh, he he's had some broken bones and a head injury and stuff like that. So PCP will not probably be recording for a while. Uh, we're waiting for him to recover, and we hope that he And you could be mobile. You could go to him. Well, no, I absolutely w- would do that. Um, but first, I, I need him to be stable medically. So, so it's going to be weeks before I can hear him saying, Secretly Timid, the longest-running LGBT <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Whenever he does it, I cringe. I'm like, that was for, we are trying to get an award. That's why. That's no, it's part great. of the bio. It's, it's not really totally... like that. We were totally just trying to get an award because sometimes I like plaques. Don't be afraid of <laughs> being the longest-running LGBT <laughs> podcast in the DFW metro area. Uh, anyway, so so we hope that uh, 
he recovers quickly. Yeah. And we're sorry about his bike. Barry, and, and, and I hope he gets back on that bike. Yeah. I don't know if he hopes that, but yeah. whatever he wants to have happen, I hope that happens. Because he was really passionate about that and passionate about triathlons and passionate about oh, he a is, lot of outdoorsy uh, stuff that I am. He's CTPF. What is that? Uh, committed uh, to physical fitness. Oh. Cindy knows. If she listened to this, which I don't think she does anymore, she would know exactly what I was talking about. Cindy? Yeah. It's what our... That's what we would say when we played badminton in college together. Uh, we so. lost a listener. Cindy, come back. She's in Belize right now, so she's probably come back fine. from Belize and come back to here. Oh, I also want to talk about this this article I read about uh, uh, Medusa, the Medusa myth, about how like kind of a reinterpretation of the Medusa Medusa legend, legend that Medusa Medusa legend. God damn it, John. God bless you, Porsche. <laughs> oh god damn it. <laughs> so I'll just put it on our website and if you want to read it you can read it. I did actually read that article. I today. love that that made me feel like cause I've because before it made me It was think a very about, good argument. About the power of translation and how if most yes. of the translators yeah, yeah, yeah. are men that it's gonna come from a different but there but I learned when I was trying to pass that stupid language requirement for the masters is that there's you know there's not a there's not a hundred percent correlation. This words mean this word in any sort of language. There's a lot of interpretation. No, especially in literature, we had to do yeah. scientific uh, selection and we had to do a literary selection. That shit was hard. It was really hard, and and so you know, so retelling the myth from a different perspective. You I know what I kept asking be. myself though when I read? Did you read the article? I did. Okay, when I was reading that this morning, I was thinking like. Hold on a second. Uh, these gods can like turn women into sparrows and mm-hmm. nightingales or what the fuck ever. And sometimes they, the but they, call, but, but they can't hold men accountable. Right. Like what the shit, man. Yeah. But they can't what? <laughs> if hold you can turn women into birds, why don't you just like String fucking... up some nasty rapist. There's all yeah, these tales restructure about Restructure the power dynamic. There's, How about that? There's an elaborate tale of just about every single person that was resigned to Tartarus. There was Tantalus who was cursed to be like trapped between all these delightful grapes and all this wonderful water and then cursed with never ending uh, uh, thirst and hunger and he was always just out of reach of the grapes as wind would come and waft them out of his out of his reach and artemis then, fucked that one dude up well, that, no, no, well who, who, who raped somebody no that spied on her while she was bathing this is my point tartarus is full of motherfuckers who did all kinds of things that pissed the gods off mm-hmm. and the occasional thing that was maybe naughty to some humans that some gods didn't like but there was never a tale of a single fucking rapist in tartarus that i know of and i've read my fucking edith hamilton so mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that is indeed very telling Meg. Well, I mean, in the Medusa Turn thing, dudes into birds. How what about, about mm-hmm. with the rapist is another god? Then what do you do? Because well, those gods were always raping. Then Zeus goes off and does his own thing and yeah. picks a different animal so Hera doesn't notice. And Hera but then isn't goes it interesting? Everybody yeah. except for Zeus. So hey. yeah, is it interesting how Hera is like considered this horrible, horrible fucking bitch of a woman? But it's like Zeus is no. Tell your dude to Zeus keep his dick a in his fucking pants. asshole too. Yep. You were you were terrible. talking about all the like backflips that they would do to to justify explaining men being able to do something or other that mm-hmm. and that's why they were <laughs> yeah. More. yeah it's it's oh, absolutely bad shit. but I, I i just appreciated like the god's damn oh, it no, no, no. retelling oh, yeah. of the medusa that it wasn't a curse it was a 
Less. Yeah, it was a protective, it was a protective thing to turn the male gaze against Except them. She gets her fucking head cut off in Clash of the Titans or whatever. But yeah, right. the, uh, not Gorgon oh. to kill a uh, Kraken. Right. But um, yeah, um, uh, I was telling Meg about how there, I can find this thread in the Twitter someplace. But basically, how um, the Greeks didn't understand that that, that um, the person in charge of the hive was a, was a queen, was a queen bee, a female. Mm-hmm. They assumed it was a dude. They assumed it was a king. And how they, when they noticed, oh, wait, this this thing is actually popping out eggs and so on, they still had all these elaborate mental and scientific backflips they went through trying to explain how it's still a male. Oh, because God. they didn't understand the idea of in any species outside of whatever that, like, the one in charge of the hive could be female. And now it's known that like pretty much males and bees are pretty much there for breeding and nothing else. They mm-hmm. literally do nothing else. <laughs> they they starve after all after the hives are populated. So you know, or, or at least after they buff the queen. <laughs> so good times. They did not get a rose. No, there was no rose. There was no rose. You are dismissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish we had talked about this earlier. Actually, in the podcast, I forgot that that, that was on the reading list because yeah. I think that was that was from. Uh, bitch magazine, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's a reprint from a th- from something else, but yeah, it was, it was it appeared primarily in Bitch magazine. But yeah, the, the the Greek. I mean, there's actually a recent recent ish translation, a retranslation of the Odyssey done by a woman, and it has do similar all, highlights. Yeah, I want to do all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to do all of them again. I agree. Um, and there's a whole list of of uh, things that pop up, like they talk about the wine dark sea and did the color blue even exist to our minds back then and cool mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I, would, I think that. Just as important is seeing it through a feminist lens to understand. Yeah, even like, that. like they mentioned the sirens too in this article on yeah. Medusa, and maybe even because it's interesting. Like when I when I first read all those Greek and Roman uh, plays and stories, you know, you you just trust the translation on face value that that's what they meant, you know. But maybe. Well, it, it's a matter of who asked that question. You know, yeah. why wasn't rape punished in the same way? I mean, there's the um, there's the rape of the Sabine women. I think that was a Roman myth as opposed to a Greek one. Mm-hmm. But then uh, there's also there's a whole bunch of classical tales that are inspired by women finally getting revenge against their rapists. But for some reason, if it's the gods or if it's uh, some hero, that it's like you know, oh yeah, that that kind of happened and stuff. But that's not important. The important thing is this hero's heroic arc mm-hmm. and what they did, motivated by. I mean, like women being used as props. Like so and so's mother was killed, so he went into a rage, or so and so's a wife or daughter or whatever. Or I'm uh, uh, Odysseus questing for home to see his sweet wife again. But no one's actually talking about the stories of any of those women. There's, mm-hmm. It's like it, it's 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 like the red tent. Uh, the red tent was a book written by a woman that basically sees. Uh, was it um, Jacob, Esau, and uh, I think it was actually the story of Ruth in the Bible. And it, it, it's basically her tale seen through her eyes. And there's that uh, one section, I forget which book it is, where basically uh, the Israelites engage in like, I wouldn't quite say genocide, but they do eradicate this, uh, an entire other tribe via subterfuge. The woman Ruth's in love with the sky. It's an arranged marriage. It's going to be so beautiful. It's going to bring these two tribes together. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's going to be so cool. She was totally in love with this dude. Dude was in love with her. She was super excited about it. And um, the night and the, the tribe had agreed to all become circumcised in order to show their devotion to Yahweh. It was going to be fun and cool and dandy. And um, the night after the men of that tribe are all circumcised, 
all of her, her brothers come through and kill all of them because oh. they are still in the throes of, you know, if you're an adult man being circumcised, you're laid the fuck up for a couple yeah. of days. And so that's when her brothers come through and kill all of them and keep all of their wives and take over all their land. And she, at that point, disappears from the biblical narrative pretty much. And this woman theorizes, she's like, yeah, she's actually in love with that guy. I was kind of mad and just got up and left. Wow. So there's a couple of what was, good tales Do you remember like the that. Greek uh, one with the witch who... Hecate? Was it that so, whose husband, whose husband cheated? Maybe it was Cersei, whose Cersei. husband cheated on her, so she killed their kids. Oh no! Uh, as punishment, is that the, where she fed the kid to the? Yeah, I've forgotten her it's, name. No, no, it's. Uh, I don't think I don't think there was feeding involved. It, it was it's Procne. No, yeah. no, no. I think it was like Cersei, or it was some. It was it's like she had her own like s- story. It's not Procne and Tarius. I don't think so. I would recognize the name if I saw it's it. It's been a while since I've read that one. Because she was mentioned another as a great witch in other tales. But uh, I remember when we when I read that story in, in one of the literature classes in college, the professor made a point to say, you know, this is this one interpretation. But we always have to remember that she was a witch. No. She can, what's this? What's the, okay. I mean, witches. Is, no, witches. no, I mean, like, like the fact that she, quote, killed her children mm-hmm. to get to punish her husband, her former husband. Mm-hmm. She said it's completely possible that she didn't really kill her children, that yeah, she could the, the, hide them. Facility or, or, or use some lambs or could and lambs bring them back to life, you know, that, I mean, she was a fucking witch. I also like the, I'm I, confused. Is that a defense of the it woman? It was a defense yes. of the witch, yeah. Okay, that's a weird circumvention of. That's, that's, that's a weird. That's not going to hold up it's in a court. Very, it's is a very what I'm circular saying. way of getting at the idea. But I, I, I basically like the fact that, well, not the fact, but my, my theory is, I think a lot of folks would stand the behind fact. this. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to, not going to get too excited about my own opinions. But that witch is basically old patriarchal speak for woman that does not choose to conform to gender or social norms and wants to be left the that fuck alone. That bitch that won't be quiet. Medea, duh. It was fucking Medea. I'm thinking of Medea. I should have thought of that with the kids. Yeah. Uh, I kept, uh, you were talking about the, the sirens earlier. Siren. Uh, I kept reading this phrase in the article you sent. It says, um, the story becomes a cautionary tale of the dangerous, tempting trickery of female seduction. Mm-hmm. Don't let Which is like how I, you. that's how I like to approach seduction is trickery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, With that's, uh, makeup and mirrors and elaborate songs and, you know, Well, I drug them binding. first. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, um, why am I suddenly so sleepy, Megan? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, take oh, your pants off. That's that's. Let's end on that note. Yeah, that's a, that's a good place to that's stop. A good place to stop. Um, uh, let's see. Enjoy the song. Uh, Love and Jets. Steppenwolf. Love and Jets by Guitar Wolf. And um, and their leather. You uh, will not be here next weekend. I will not and be here next weekend. But Ryan will be here. And if you want to find any of us on the internet, I can be reached at O underscore T underscore N underscore or underscore underscore O on the Twitters. John can be reached at John Lee Hart. That's J-O-N-L-E-E-H-A-R-T. Megan, if she ever figures out how to use it, can be reached at Meg the Merciless or more likely at Just not invested, that's... Sure. At Jeffrey Crayon. It's Jeffrey with the weird G spelling as per the Brits like to do. We can all be reached at letters at secretlytimid.com and anything else. Thank you, Joe, for asking us questions. We love that. Yes, and uh, heal quickly, special yes. John. Not We're thinking John, about you, special John. Yeah. All right. Bye.